On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition podcast, I get to speak with Maxime Jago, and he is a futurist, filmmaker, and author, and he is also the founder and director of the Creativity Conference, a global meeting of minds to explore the essence of creativity in all of its forms. But first, it's time now for the Marketing Essentials Moments, the basics that you need to help you build your brand and your bottom line. In this week's topic, I want to talk about video marketing made easy. And some things that you want to know before you get into your video production, if you've never done it before, or maybe you have, and these will just be some good reminders and tips that you'll want to do and and go through the process and just really think about how you're going to capitalize on the video marketing that you can do to continue building that brand and bottom line. First of all, we want to figure out what your goals are. What are our goals? What are our expectations? What do we want to get out of this video production that we're going to do? And what is it that your competitors are doing that maybe you could do even better, right? You can uh, R&D, rip off and duplicate, (laughs) but really it's modifying it to make it your own. You can, of course, be inspired by others, but then make it your own and what is that you're wanting to accomplish and who you're trying to reach. What audience are you going after? Who is your target audience that you want to watch this video? And then, of course, researching the potential topics of what you want the video to be about, what's trending in your industry your area or your community? What is it that's going to, you know, pique interest and how are you going to pique that interest? And then thinking about the, the content that you want to get out of the video and how you can use that beyond just the initial video itself. Are you going to turn it into a blog post? Are you going to have little clips that you can use on your social media? What kind of things can you do to plan ahead on all of the purposes that you want for this video and all the topics and all the places that you're going to put it? And then, of course, thinking about the different platforms that you're going to put it on and how they're going to consume it, your target audience. How are they going to reach it? What are they going to look at? Is it going to be on Instagram Reels? Is it going to be on Vimeo, YouTube, Facebook, Pinterest even with video? And of course, it's a different file size and format that you can have on each of these platforms, right? So think about how you're going to do that. And then when you're recording the video, if it's one of those types of things where you can have multiple takes, do it multiple times so that the editing and editors have options to choose from. And when you're shooting, of course, stay away from those windows and backgrounds that are going to uh, create that backlighting situation. Or if you're recording outside, the best time of day to record is either right before sunset or right after sunrise, where the lighting is going to be on one side of the of the you know atmosphere, right? As opposed to directly above, giving you weird shadows and casting weird shadows over you. And think about if you're going to be recording, if it is outside, where can you do it in a quiet space to avoid all that background noise? and interruptions. Or if you're inside, where are you going to record it? Is it going to be next to a noisy fan or air conditioner or what's going on around you? Maybe it would be better to do it in a, in a room that you can close the door. And of course, when you are using a lav mic, the one thing that always drives me crazy is when people don't hide the wires. It seems like amateur hour to me when people are having wires hanging out all over, right? We want to make sure that we tuck the wires in behind and and clip the, the, the mic in the right place and avoiding if women are wearing jewelry or, you know, men too, wearing jewelry, like not having that lavalier mic right next to where it's going to make noise, right, when they move. So thinking about that. And then when the cameras are shooting, if there's one camera or two or multiples, thinking about the shots that they're going to focus on and holding that shot for 
a while to make the action happen within the shot and not just having so many movements that it gives you whiplash, right? Focus those shots that can be used for valuable editing purposes, okay? And then, of course, capturing establishing shots, wide shots, long shots, medium close-ups and extreme close-up shots, having a variety of different shots for your B-roll. It's called A-roll and B-roll. A-roll is the first uh, tape back in the day that they would cut the interview and then B-roll would be the additional tape that would be covered over top of the A-roll, right? So now we still call it A-roll and (laughs) B-roll, even though we don't have tape anymore, but still it's it's an industry term that we use. And thinking about, again, the golden hours for the best shot, you know, before dusk or after dawn, uh, thinking of the lighting situation that you're going to have. And if you need a teleprompter, using one, and and if it's an appropriate time to use one, if you have a lot of content to read to the camera, then you can use a prompter that's right by the camera, trying to keep it eye level. Having the camera eye level when you're using a teleprompter is very important. Otherwise, you're going to be looking down um, or looking really up, and then people can really tell that you're reading from a prompter. If you can do it without a prompter, that's even better. But I understand sometimes we need a prompter to be able to get all the content out that we want displayed. And then, of course, that eye level, shooting eye level is so important because we don't want to shoot up where it's like this. It makes it look like it's God complex where we're shooting up, um, you know, up someone's nose, for example. We, we want to have that camera eye level. So adjusting the chair, if you can't, you know, if you're if your sticks on your tripod are not high enough or if you don't even have a tripod, do what you can to steady the camera and having that camera at eye level when you are interviewing somebody or if somebody is looking at the camera. And then, of course, watching for those shadows, where the lights are coming from, using a reflector or a fill light if you have one or something that you can use, even in just a white poster board that you can use to reflect camera or the light to, to fill the side of the face that might be getting a weird shadow. And then review your shots. Do some test shots. Review what you've got to see if it looks good or if there's something that could be done differently. And thinking about if you have the option to wear eyeglasses versus contacts, glare on your glasses can sometimes be distracting or people can't really see your eyes. So then, you know, the trustworthiness and authenticity of being able to look into somebody's eyes is stolen away from eyeglasses that have a a crazy glare or something of that nature. And then, of course, when you're thinking about the videos that you're making, don't make them overly long. People nowadays, you know, they they don't want to watch a really long video. And if there's things that you can be uh, saying within a you know couple of minutes versus a really long form, um, get it done. Unless there is intentionally supposed to be a long form if you're doing a training video or something that does take time to explain something. But if it's a testimonial or um, a company overview video where you're talking to the CEO of the company, those types of things, we want to keep them short and succinct if we can. And then of course, making sure that you have great audio quality and video quality uh, to display what it is that you're wanting to share and showcase and tell the world about. And then of course, if the video is um, intended to emphasize solving a problem, or maybe you're posing a question to get people to think some more, uh, just think about what kind of content you're gonna say. Maybe not using hard selling techniques where people are you know, turned away because you're hard selling them on something, right? Rather than hard sells, we can have subtle calls to action or ways to get more information, those types of things. And, and of course, we can always emphasize the product or service value. And then of course, providing those solutions that people want more information about, teasing them just enough to where they need to find out more information from you. And of course, the harder uh, the information is to understand, the 
consider using some graphics or some animation or text overlays that can really help drive a point home or be able to showcase what's going on in the video even if you don't have the audio turned up, making it audio agnostic so you can still understand what's going on in the story of the video without having that need for audio. <laughs> and uh, I'll just make a note too, make sure your computer alarms are turned off like mine just went off, but there's a case in point. Um, <laughs> making sure that you have your cell phones turned off or your alarms on your computer turned off. Uh, that couldn't have happened at a better time, right? But then thinking about, okay, now how are we going to optimize this video to get it out there so that we can make this video uh, marketing made easy? So optimizing your video title, looking at descriptions and things that are popular or trending uh, and using words in your title that are going to be easily searchable and found. We know that, you know, Google owns YouTube and so videos are served up on Google just as much as they are on YouTube. And so thinking about those titles that you want to do for your videos and adding that description, the description is really vital to being able to have your video found when people search for whatever it is that they're searching for. And then of course, using relevant tags and then tagging the videos on the backside, you can tag uh, with the meta metadata that you're using. So again, when people are searching for it, those popular keywords will come up. And then thinking about the subtitle and transcriptions that you want to use uh, for our friends who may need to have it ADA compliant and or again, if they don't have the audio turned up, they want to watch the subscriptions or the subtitles, I should say, or the closed captions. Uh, and then thinking about the thumbnail that you're going to capture, you can use a specific thumbnail. You can uh, use a, an attractive eye-catching thumbnail. Uh, and then, of course, tailoring your video content for mobile users and the size and how you have that video rendered out, uh, thinking about mobile users and how it's responsive to whatever device it's going to be showcased on. And then, of course, that clear call to action, CTA, at the end of the video or even during the video, having links available depending on where you're displaying the video, um, how are you going to drive traffic to the website that you want it to go to or whatever action you want them to take because they've watched this video. And then posting it across all of the different social media channels and having it rendered out the right size and format and file sizes and all the things that you're wanting to think about where you're going to get that video distributed and then making sure that those closed caption files are along with it or if it's got closed caption files that are it's automatically going to generate making sure that the text is in alignment with what's actually being said you may have to tweak the closed caption verbiage just a little bit to make sure it understands i always have to we always have to redo uh, my name because uh, my name is spelled r-h-e-a instead of r-a-y and so we always have to go in and adjust it just a little bit depending on what is being said if, if my name's on it or not or other people too want I'm wanting to make sure that the verbiage is matching the words that are being spoken and then um, thinking about how you're going to get this video distributed and how other people could share it so partnering with content creators or other micro influencers to help you promote the video uh, and then if you're interviewing people on camera, having them share it out with their audience as well, or just depending on who it is that you have in your video uh, and who you can partner with to help share that message out in the world. And those micro influencers, if they have an audience similar to who you're trying to attract, getting them to, to share and show it on their social media platforms as well. And then incorporating those videos uh, that you do into your website, or maybe you have a monthly e-newsletter that you can link out to and use that thumbnail to, so that people understand that they can click on it and watch a video. Um, just finding those different ways to get that video out there and distributed and 
the downloads and watches and plays and and then of course watching the analytics too to see okay are people watching the video all the way through to the end or is there a drop-off point where people are dropping off uh, and no longer watching it and if that's the case then maybe it's time to think about how you could modify it to make it a little more interesting so that you can keep people watching it it's really important on your website to have people stay on your website for a longer period of time it's really great for search engine optimization and videos really help with being able to keep people on your website for a longer period of time and so if you've got a longer duration a longer time period that people are spending on your website or on a particular page on your site, then that's going to be really good for your ranking. And so if you can pay attention to where people make drop off, then, you know, making a modification or if people are watching it all the way through to the end, great, do more content just like that and, and analyze what's working and what's not and in continuing to modify and evolve and do more videos based on the topics that people want and that they want to hear more about. Uh, we do that with our blog posts too. What, what uh, types of blog posts are people wanting to listen or read to more? What podcasts are getting the most downloads? And so really looking at those analytics to understand what kind of content people enjoy and will share and like and comment on and then doing more of those types of things, right? And then measuring that ROI that you're you're using. So what did it cost you to put this whole video together? What's it costing you if you're going to promote it? If you're going to do ads, if you're going to do video ads, if you're going to do OTT, over-the-top advertising or insertion or connected TV ads where you're going to play it on streaming services, you know, what kind of things are you getting as a result of the money that you're spending and tracking that ROI and looking at what platforms are getting more plays and more views than, than the other ones that are not and then shifting the budget to those things that are spent you know you are spending money on that are actually being highly effective so measuring that ROI using the right metrics or KPIs I like to call them kept promise indicators but otherwise known as key performance indicators and then thinking about the analytics software that you're using how you can use that and evaluating the success of each month of those videos that you're posting and doing and again reusing high performing content to create similar videos or even a series of videos that you can continue to optimize and have different titles that will lead people to the videos that you want them to see and as a result of all of these things that you're doing to help improve your video marketing, you will see an ROI to continue to help you build your brand and your bottom line. And of course, if you ever need any help with your video production or thinking about what it is that you want to accomplish, why you want to accomplish it, Peppershock Media is here to help if you ever want our input and opinion. We've got a video production team ready to be able to serve your needs. And now it's time for our interview with Maxime Jago. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest is Maxime Jago. Welcome to the show. Hello. Very happy to be here. Hi. I would love for our audience to know a little bit more about you and what you do. And of course, the big, huge creativity conference is coming up. But just share a little bit about your journey and uh, how you got to where you are now. Wow. Uh, well, uh, you know, I often start this by saying that I was raised by intellectual hippies, which is a bit like being raised by wolves, but with better tea. 
<laughs> and I had this wild upbringing that at the time I thought was normal, uh, but I've come to realize is far from it. And one of the one of the outcomes of that upbringing, I suppose, was I learned an important lesson that's really taken me through my whole life to this point, which is say things that you mean and mean it when you say them. And so I have always had a fascination for how things work. I studied esoteric systems to try and understand how the universe works, different forms of creativity, technology. Fast forward quite a lot of years, I uh, now share my time between directing films. I have a slate of feature films. I consult as a futurist for a number of very large organizations exploring emerging and future technology, whether that's quantum computing and AI or social economic development and education or just some awesome new tech. And I'm an author. I'm kind of known in the media world as the guy who writes the official book on the uh, the uh, editing system made by Adobe, Adobe Premiere Pro, mm -hmm. the official book on audition, and a couple of thousand tutorials on post-production. But uh, And I have a bunch of other little sidebar things that I do, but one of the biggest things I'm focused on at the moment is that I established uh, the Creativity Conference, which we're hosting in Iceland, in Reykjavik in August. It's going to be amazing. I cannot wait, and I get to be a speaker there. I just can't wait to be surrounded by other world-renowned speakers and, and creativity. It's just going to be amazing. Sh share a little bit more about what's going to happen at the conference. Well, it, you know, it's just, I feel kind of emotional talking about it. You know, the, <laughs> the idea, this, this conference was going to be a side project. That was, <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll just, get a, I'll just get a bunch of people together. It'll be awesome. So, you know, I, the, basically the genesis of it is that I felt like I was, I was speaking at conferences around the world. I'm a keynote, 20 years speaking at conferences. And I was musing to myself one day, what would I pay to go to rather than being paid? Because, because sometimes I do come for free and, and you know, what would induce me to do that? What would that be? And that's kind of the, the origin of the Creativity Conference. So there's a key differentiator. We have 52 speakers. We have 156 sessions. We've got seven concurrent speaking rooms and a digital experience room. We've got a keynote from the head of media at NASA, a keynote from the head of content creation at Verizon. Erin uh, signs off $4 billion a year in, in uh, content. We've got um, amazing media tracks. The founder of Raindance, co-founder of Sundance, Vashi Nidamansky's coming, Mark Mann, famous photographer. We've got all of these amazing speakers coming. And a lot of us, these speakers, we are used to being given an agenda, right? We're given a remit. And the remit, will, like I've given a keynote on the, the power of metadata and why statistics and standards are important. But, you know, what would happen if I said to you, hey, you know, you can speak about anything you want to. Whatever you would, whatever your joy is, share that. So we don't invite anything that the speakers could put in a step-by-step -step list, not this conference. You know, uh, FMC are an amazing company. Go to an FMC conference. They'll teach you amazing skills. Um, you know, you can learn step-by-step -step how to do things for post-production and media, photography, and the arts. Great. That's not this event. This event is not techniques, technologies, workflows, business, branding, legal, marketing, none of those things. This is, tell me about your joy. What is it that inspires you so profoundly that you find you have no choice but to create something that simply never existed before? And then how do you do that? We invite the speakers to talk about practical, actionable 
specific advice on how they achieve. You know, how do you get from the block of marble to the statue of David, right? How do you, like, what is that? And so, you know, you might be talking about technology and you might say, yeah, it's good to have more RAM, more, RAM, more memory on your computer. Great. How much more memory? What type of memory? No, 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 that's not this conference. Mm -hmm. Talking about using a pen, you know, there's these amazing new Accents uh, uh, Labs tablets or a Wacom tablet. Great. Which specific model? No, 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 that's not this conference. Mm -hmm. So share your joy. And the goal is to make every presentation a little bit like a time telephone. Now, the time telephone concept is beautiful. The idea is, imagine, you know, you could, you could speak to an older version of yourself let's say 25 years away and say, hey, I'm in this situation, what do I do? And the 25 year older version says, oh, I've got this. This is like, like <laughs> I did this wrong when I was your age. Let me tell you exactly what you should do. And so you can't, you know, as far as we know, we don't have time telephones yet, <laughs> right. but it can be someone else's time telephone. I believe that it's, it's experience that bestows wisdom, not age. Mm -hmm. And so if you, look back at your experience and think, well, when I was starting out as a creative, and it could be running a business, it could be raising children. We have the architect of the Hyperloop stations, for example. We've got a performance poet, a choreographer, an acting coach. Like whatever your industry is, you have insights to share about this universal quality of the human condition that is creativity. And the outcome is that you become much more dynamic. You become uh, you know, much more able. I'll give you a stupid example of my own. It's not stupid, it's, it's genius, right? <laughs> your short-term memory is, has a buffer. It's got a limited capacity. And when you're focused on a given task, the absolute most you're going to get out of your short-term memory and just the, the focusing part of your mind is about 18 minutes. That's why TED Talks, they're 18 minutes. Beyond that, forget it. Nobody's home. Like the information's arriving, but you're not doing anything. Take a break of at least three and a half minutes that does not involve focused thought. Do some exercise, go for a walk, do the washing up, do something. Don't look at social media, that requires focused attention. Do something else. You can chill out with a friend for a minute, like, you know, go and sit in the garden, but don't do anything that involves thinking for three and a half minutes. You will find when you get back in the room, your buffer's clear and you're ready to do more work. It took me 20 years to learn that lesson. Mm. I would spend eight, you've got the Pomodoro technique, which basically is the same idea. You've got all of these approaches. If you can find someone that's been doing this for years and years and years, i.e. one of our speakers, they become your time telephone. And it's been quite difficult you know, to market this. It's been quite difficult to explain mm -hmm. how impactful this is because you know, if I was to say to you, right, I, I'm doing this right in, you know, coming up soon, I, I could teach you Premier Pro, right? I'm an Adobe master trainer. I, tra I actually certify trainers who certify trainers who certify people to edit with Adobe Premier Pro. <laughs> and so I can give you a Premier Pro class, but so could hundreds of trainers, maybe thousands. Mm -hmm. But but how many people are going to teach you? Like Norman Holland had his book, you know, The Lean Forward Moment. How many people are going to teach you that you know when the scene is working because you feel it? And Coates, three Oscars, edited Lawrence of Arabia. We were having dinner uh, years ago, and uh, uh, yeah, bless her, she passed away a few years ago. We were having dinner, and I said, you know, uh, Walter Murch has his in the blink of an eye, right? So you know when it's time to, I'm an editor, right? So you know uh, it's time to cut because you blink. That's the point at which your brain says, okay, I get it, show me something else. That blink is your 
use your biofeedback indication to cut. But then uh, Walter Murch had this lean forward moment, like how do you know the story's moment when you it's working? You know because you're leaning forward in your chair and your, your pupils are dilating, your body wants to connect with this story, with this idea. Okay, uh, so I said to Anne, so what's your thing? And I, I'm, we're all at, t- at the table, I'm, I'm eating, drinking soup. And, um, and she said, it's none of your business. Oh. She said, she said, I'm not going to tell you, you'll do it. And then people will hire you instead of me. This is, and she's like 80, 82. Huh? And she's like, no, I'm not going to tell you. I choose not to share. And I was just poised with my, my spoon of soup. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but then she said, what I will tell you is that I don't care about the technology, the techniques, the, the special effects, continuity, technical issues with the shot. If I'm feeling something, I know the audience will too. And I know that they're not gonna notice, oh, the boom's in shot, or you know, the glove isn't on the same way on the hand, like the little continuity stuff. Mm-hmm. No one's gonna care about that, which is absolutely true. And so just make sure you're feeling something. This is what you get. This is the advice you get from somebody with three Oscars right as an editor the third one was just for we think you're it was a we think you're amazing oscar i I forgot what they call it like Mm -hmm. lifetime achievement oscar Mm -hmm. like you're awesome have another oscar she edited something crazy like 70 75 feature films oh my gosh so but you know imagine if you could spend three days in this gorgeous landscape in iceland with 52 people like Anne, Mm -hmm. where every one of them will say no let me tell you how it really works and I describe it as a campfire. You know, you're sitting next to a friend who's a super world expert in something, and you say, hey, that thing that you do, that amazing thing, tell me the real lowdown on that. Like, what is that? And they get another marshmallow and they say, let me tell you the real inner truth. And that's and it's three days of that. We start with mindfulness and Tai Chi lessons every morning if you want them. It's buffet lunch, keynotes. We have uh, seven concurrent rooms I mentioned with the, with the sessions. Uh, interior, we have an interior Japanese garden, an interior Icelandic garden that you can just meet in pe- with people in. We've got a meeting system because I want people to connect and collaborate and engage and make friends and colleagues. The first night is our music night. I feel like a verbal brochure. The first yes, night yes. we've got, uh, so the first day we have uh, lots of musician speakers. We've got uh, Soso Topic, Topic, Alex Hummingson, Patrick Cannell. We have uh, Vinci, so uh, Sammy Torber, is actually coming over from Sydney and she has a metaverse pop star persona, Vinci, that she will hope, touch would hopefully be performing live with motion capture. Oh, wow. We've got Alberto Moreno, all of these amazing musicians who will speak about their method during the day. And then several of them, maybe even all of them will be performing that night at a famous venue in Reykjavik. Yeah. We're at the Gamla Bio music venue. And that's our music night, all included in the ticket. Second night, we have the entire ice museum to ourselves, the Perlin. You go through an ice tunnel to get into the museum. It's got the biggest dome cinema in Europe. We've got the founder of Raindance, the, found, the co-founder of Sundance. We've got Vashin Edomansky. Uh, I feel like I'm missing one. Um, but we've got several filmmakers who will be there, uh, who will be judges for our one-minute film competition, which we haven't announced officially yet, but we're going to be doing an amazing one-minute film competition. And then we'll be doing music and drinks. And again, it's a networking thing, and you get to explore the museum just for us. The closing night is an open mic night. Again, we have a fantastic venue in Reykjavik, and anybody attending can sign up for a six-minute slot to do their thing on mic. 
I'm thinking about making the closing night fancy dress. I'm, I'm mm. 64. I'm going to make it fancy dress. Oh, that sounds like and it would be amazing if we did. Yes. Yes. Right. Okay. A fancy dress open mic night. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? I think that's great. <laughs> Get dressed up. So that's, yeah. Play. That's the creativity conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now a word from one of our sponsors, Coach Outlet. I don't know about you ladies, but I love my coach purses. And guys, if you have a special girl or a mother in your life or a sister, I'm guaranteeing they're going to like it too. So go to peppershock.com offers and select the link and you'll get $10 off your first $100 order on Coach Outlet products, courtesy of your friend, me, Ray Allen. So peppershock.com offers, go get your $10 off your first $100 today at Coach Outlet. And we're live streaming. We haven't announced this publicly either, but not everybody can get themselves to Iceland. It's a long way to come. Mm-hmm. Nothing will compare to being there in person, but we're live streaming all of the sessions for free. We're filming everything. So if you attend, you'll get access to the full library after the event. And if you can't make it to Iceland, you can access the live streams uh, and you'll be able to sign up for free. Wonderful. So we want as many people to access this stuff as possible. But you know, super expensive running events like this. We have to charge for the tickets in Iceland. It just has to be. Yeah, and I think you're right. It's not going to be the same if you're just not there in person. But I think the way that the world has gone, they understand, you know, live streaming is just another way to be able to be a participant uh, when you're far. So my students were asking, because I also teach at Boise State one one class a week, and they were asking if they could attend, you know, and they're like, we can't afford to go to Iceland, but we want to we want to see and we want to be a part of it. So I think that that's an amazing feature that they'll get to to be able to at least watch live streaming and then um, and then having it available later. But I, I honestly think that um, it's going to be amazing if you're there, those connections and face to face networking and talking to people, relationship building, really being able able to to meet with people from all over the world. I mean, people for, coming from everywhere. So I cannot wait to see and be a part of all of this. And I have to tell you, thank you for inviting me and and making me be a part of this wonderful conference. And, um, you know, we, we, we met while we were both speaking at another conference. And this is how things work, right? Those connections that you make and, and the relationships that you build and, and over time. And so I love the fact that we actually get to do it in person this time. <laughs> Well, we just experienced this, right? You know, we were both just at NAB in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And oh, my goodness, I mean, it was, honestly, it was uh, it was very moving. Yeah. Seeing people I haven't seen for three years. And, you know, after you get over the hugs and the hellos and, and you're there sharing an environment. And, and this is something that, you know, in some ways VR is beginning to provide us with a shared environment experience. Yeah. And so you have a deeper sense of empathy. That's why... You know, for a long while, people were calling VR the empathy engine because you've got you've got the shared experience that you're having together. But, you know, being there in person yeah. and looking each other in the eye and uh, the type of human connection that is possible in that circumstance is it, it just is incomparable, you know, to uh, to an online experience. And, you know, I, I said I consult as a futurist for a number of organizations. And one of the things that I've been asked to speak about a few times is you know, the post-pandemic world. And a lot of people have been saying, oh, it'll be unrecognizable. You know, it's a completely different landscape. We have to plan for things being totally different. And from the beginning, I've been saying, absolutely not. Right. No way. You know, everything is basically the same as it was. We've got some economic issues that we've got to face. There's some instability in the world that's awful. Mm-hmm. But our day-to-day lives are working together, unchanged. Our economic model, unchanged. Mm-hmm. You know, do work, get paid, 
you know, feed your family, learn, grow, find joy, that, you know, all of the things, nothing's changed. And I was saying that we'd have about 90% just life back to normal again. And then you'll have about, about 8% where, you know, new systems will be in place for people to do remote working. And I think I stand by that number, seven or 8%. We're getting, you know, people are just renegotiating their contracts to work remotely. And I, I can't remember the last project I worked on that wasn't, um, cross-border collaborative that mm-hmm. I, I, years since I worked on a project that didn't involve multiple sovereign regions. Right. Uh, so that's normal for me and it's becoming more normal for lots of people. And then it'd be like, you know, one or 2% different, right? New approaches to things that people people hadn't planned on before. And I, that's, you know, it's pretty much there, like one to 3%. It's, I think that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. That still means 90%. You know, we look forward to being in person. I'm about to go to the Cannes Film Festival where I'm hosting a couple of events mm-hmm. there. Coincidentally, before I forget to mention, we're about to announce um, on the 10th of June, we're hosting a one-day creativity conference at the Microsoft Innovation Lab. It's called the Digital Garage in Manhattan in New York during the Tribeca Film Festival. So anybody who's in New York, uh, keep an eye on our website, creativityconference.is, which is the Icelandic domain extension, and you'll see uh, uh, information about signing up. That'll be a free one-day event. Uh, the uh, the one in Iceland, we have to charge because there's a whole bunch of costs we have for that, but the 10th of June is going to be pretty cool. The I was at the Cannes Film Festival last year, and it was about 60% turnout. Amazing. Mm. This year, I think it's going to be really, really busy. People and are just this is why we felt we could go yeah. for it. Yeah, yeah we thought we could go, go for the person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's going to be amazing. Well, if uh, let's uh, have one more plug on how to get t- tickets or how to watch the live stream, um, share a little bit more about how they can get uh, access to this. Absolutely. So the website is www.creativityconference.is. That's India Sierra, the Icelandic domain extension. Uh, there's all the information you need is on that website. Tickets are available now. Uh, it's a good time to sign up because uh, hotels are getting um, pretty packed in Reykjavik. It's a gorgeous place to go. I haven't mentioned Iceland that much. It is stunning. Number one in the Peace Index 13 years in a row. Bring a camera. It's just, it look, the landscape looks photoshopped. It's just ridiculous. It's so gorgeous. Super nice people. Most people speak English. Great internet. Uh, uh, you'll have a wonderful time in Iceland. And with the all of the information about signing up for the live streams will go live fairly soon, along with information about our short film competition. We're probably going to do an open creativity competition as well. And those will be made public soon. Uh, but the website's the number one place to go, creativityconference.is. And then I have uh, our my my promo code to get $100 off your ticket, too. I'll drop that in the show notes. So that way, if people are listening yes. and want a little a little love there, no, we'll, we'll put Rare that in. Creative. Yeah, that Ray right? Creative. Rare Creative. Yeah, R-H-E-A. Sorry, Ray, Ray Creative. Ray Creative, yeah. R-H-E-A, R-H-E-A. Creative. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Creative, I answered all of it. Uh, we'll get you 100 bucks off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Get you $100 off the ticket. So you're definitely going to want to do that. We'd love to. I love I love giving little perks to our audience. So that's amazing. Um, okay, so uh, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing a little bit about yourself and the conference and just dropping words of wisdom and creativity that you do every time. So thank you so much, Maxim. Thank you, Ray. I really appreciate you having me and have a lovely afternoon. 
All right. And for those of you listening, if you think that somebody else could uh, benefit from listening to this episode, please share it. And of course, give us a review. That's always helpful for us. It's the liquid currency for what we do. So uh, podcast reviews are great. And until next time, everyone, enjoy the journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.